thousand who are happy, who have a happy life. Now it sounds very pessimistic till you study well what he's really saying. Most secular people, it's possible to be secular and have a good life because you can be secular and get the following point. Unless somebody learns this point that I'm talking about this morning, you can't have a happy life. Penny, if life are the conditions, then there's always disappointments because there's always challenges in the conditions. Every, every family that does a family trip, they're always going to be curveballs. It doesn't go the exact smooth way you want it ever. That's not pessimistic. That's the nature of this world called an Olam Hanesayin, a world of challenges. So if you view life as the conditions, that's not life. That's the backdrop, that's the scenery. Life is sincerity. Life, Atem Hadveikim Bashem, you cleave to Hashem, Chaim Kolchem Ayonim. You have life. Life are the decisions that we make of truth, of sincerity, of growth. That's life. So Penny the word is, if a guy views that part of life under the most difficult and trying of circumstances, he can actually produce aliyah, he can produce sincerity, he can respond in good ways, and have a very consistent and steady life. The areas of his choice are just solid, one after the other. So I want to read, that's the Pirish of Atzlach of success. So I want to read an article by the Sari Yochev Grigler, the guys know I like her stuff. And I want to read an article. The article is Taking Control, How to Stop Being a Victim and Attain Happiness. A single, I'm going to read this article. You have to understand this is a very, this is a seeker of truth. This is somebody who sat in the forests of Massachusetts, right near us, for 15 years praying to Hashem before she was from. She was, she, she was seeking truth. A single statement said to me by a holy woman when I was 37 years old turned my whole life inside out, or rather outside in. After living 15 years in an Indian ashram, I had come to Israel to search my Jewish roots. A friend who was editing a book asked me to write a chapter on holy women in Israel. My search led me to a ramshackle rural settlement in the Jezreel Valley to meet Rebbe Tzinchaya Sarah Kramer. I had been told that she was a Holocaust survivor. At age of 20, she was taken to Auschwitz, where her whole family had been murdered on the first night there. She had been kept alive to be experimented on by the notorious Dr. Joseph Mengel, She never had children because of things he did to her. Now, I was sitting across a rickety table from Rebbe Tzinchaya Sari, eating cucumbers and farmer cheese, interviewing her about her life, and particularly the Holocaust. This, she became from, through this encounter, she became a big tzaddik, this is Rebbe Tzinchaya she became a from lady through this encounter. She wrote a book about this Rebbe Kramer that I advise you to read an incredible, incredible book, more like a Musa Sefer, it's called Holy Woman. Unbelievable book. What? No. She says then, Auschwitz was not a bad place, she said to me. What? She, what? I was sure that I hadn't heard her correctly. I asked her to repeat her statement. She says again, Auschwitz was not a bad place, she repeated clearly. 
There was a group of religious girls there. We stuck together. And all the mitzvahs that we could keep, we did keep. For example, one girl kept track of the days, so we always knew when it was Shabbos. And whenever possible, we avoided doing any forbidden work. We recited brachas over our food, meager as it was. The holy woman fixed me with her pale blue eyes. A bad place is a place where Jews can observe mitzvahs, but don't do them. With that, she inverted my whole reality. According to her, bad and good had nothing to do with what happened to you. All that really matters is what issues from you. Until that moment, until that moment, a good day for me had meant the day when I got an unexpected check in the mail, or someone praised me, or driving late to an appointment I had all green lights. A bad day, on the other hand, was the day my washing machine broke down, or someone insulted me, or I missed an important appointment because I was stuck in traffic jam. By Rebbe Tzinchayasar's definition, however, bad and good apply only to one's own actions or reactions. I left her shack envisioning a spiritual plumbing system with two pipes attached to me. One was the outflow pipe, the thoughts, words, and actions issuing from me. The other was the inflow pipe, whatever happened to me, including other people's offensive words or careless actions. The rain that ruined the picnic, the big check or big bill that arrived in the mail, winning a contest or losing it, or even catching a cold or spraining my ankle. From that day on, my focus shifted from the constant evaluation of the inflow pipe to a carefully scrutiny of the outflow pipe. When someone spoke rudely to me, instead of focusing on his outrageous behavior, I focused on my own reaction. Should I cut him down with my sharp tongue? Should I unleash a barrage of critical comments to put him in his place? Should I try to understand where he's coming from? Should I let it ruin my day or let it go? I was no longer the victim of harsh circumstances or human culprits. I could choose my reaction. From a spiritual perspective, the outflow pipe, not the inflow pipe, what was, what was what really mattered. Fast forward, you heard that, Gabriel? Fast forward two and a half decades. Fast forward two and a half decades, I started giving my women's marriage workshop for for Torah. Participants were asked to submit their most important marriage questions. Fully half the questions were some version of, how do I change my husband? For example, how do I get my husband to stop overeating and lose weight? How do, can I get my husband who is addicted to his computer to turn it off and go to sleep at a reasonable hour? How can I get my husband to pay more attention to the children? How do I get my husband to listen to me when I speak? How can I get my husband to be less sloppy? During the introductory session, at the risk of losing all my potential students, I had to tell them the truth. The cardinal principle behind my workshop is, the only person you can change is yourself. Then in parentheses, but if you change yourself, you change your marriage. I explained to them the concept of the inflow pipe and the outflow pipe. The outflow pipe is your own thoughts, words, and actions. The, info pipe, the inflow pipe is every, everything else. Then I sprung on them the life-changing truth. You have 100% control of your outflow pipe, your own thoughts, words, and action. You have 0% control over everything else. 
No wonder as wives complain to me, they've been trying to get their husbands to die for 30 years with no success. No wonder the wives have been harping about things left on the floor are still decades later nagging their husbands about it. You can't control your husband, is my message, so stop trying. It's not just wives and husbands, of course. Ultimately, how much control do you have over friends, coworkers, employees, neighbors, the mediator, or the IRS? The disheartening reality is that you have zero control over the inflow pipe. Chazal say, Everything's in God's hands. But the empowering reality is that you have 100% control over the outflow pipe. You may not be able to convince the meter maid not to give you that parking ticket. But you can control whether you let loose the nasty string of expletives or give her a resigned small admit, well, I guess I was eight minutes over. You can't control whether, you, whether your brother will loan you money, which you surely need and he has an abundance, but you can control whether you'll carry a grudge against them and institute a family feud that will last for generations. You can't control your spouse, but you can decide to focus on his or her good attributes and be happily married. Once you stop trying to control what you can control, you free up a lot of energy that you can use to control what is indeed within your control, your own thoughts, words, and actions. Instead of wasting energy and frustration and anger, the boss who didn't give you a well-deserved raise, you can choose to be grateful that you have a job at all. The key word here is choose. The most pernicious oxymoron is the phrase, he or she made me angry. What does the word pernicious mean? Can somebody check on their phone? Who's checking on their phone? Pernicious. P-E-R. What? Harmful effect. Oxymoron is a contradiction. An oxymoron is a contradiction. This statement is an absolute contradiction, but she's saying it's a harmful contradiction, is when you say, he made me angry. He makes me so angry. Another person cannot make you angry any more than another person can make you fat. Anger is the reaction you choose, usually unconsciously, to the other person's actions. You could also choose acceptance or disregard or transcendence to rise above or even compassion for the other person's difficult personality. And if you choose a lofty response, you transform yourself from the victim into the victor. You can transform all difficulties into challenges. You are never backed up against the wall with, with illness, financial crunches, or various villains leaving you trapped, no escape route. Whatever is surging through the inflow pipe, your outflow pipe is always open to your free choice. If the plumbing system in your house is reversed, instead of getting clean tap water, you get sewage. If your spiritual plumbing system is reversed, you will labor in vain to keep deep, difficult experiences from flowing in, and you won't even notice the toxic reactions that are flowing out of you. So be your own spiritual plumber. Stop trying to clog your inflow pipe and keep a vigilant eye on your outflow pipe. Having a good day is totally in your hands. Wow. Nice. That's, guys, this is defines Hatzlacha. We spoke about success. Hatzlacha is the areas that you can control being solid and strong 
and sincere and a true Eved Hashem in the areas we can control, that is Hatzlacha. That is the definition of Hatzlacha. Amongst other traits, not only that, the reactions of an Eved Hashem, sincerity, truthfulness. Those are the ears. The person who has that attitude, the MS lives that attitude, has a good life. That, what do you think, Yitzi? And it's an amazing article. I think it's completely accurate. People think a happy day in a bad, it's been a bad day. If you train yourself that what happens to you is happy or bad, you are guaranteed a bad life. Guaranteed impossible to have a good life. And if a guy trains himself that his reactions on accounts to all the traffic jams, to everything, that when you react well, you react well, it's, it's impossible to have a bad life. If your reactions are what matter, your responses, and you respond in the way of truth. In the way of truth, you responded, you can't have a bad life. How neat is that? It's kind of like, if you believe in Hashem and believe everything's from Hashem, then everything will be good no matter what. Like a positive attitude. What do you think about this? Menach Baz, what do you think about this? Powerful. A lot of her writings, she writes tons. Much, much of her writings are based on. What? If the conditions of life. If the things we can control are we want that's that's what we crave for. That's what we that what we can control. It's impossible to have a good life. Because there are always challenges. And those things are out of control. If the traffic jams of life make life bad, you can't have a good life. There are always jams. But if your reaction to the traffic jam is what you care about and what defines happiness and not, you have an excellent life. Your reaction's always in your power. There's a guy there's a guy who was mechavan to this, but it's all this is this is all over the Torah. There's a guy. His name is Stephen Covey, and his his writings are recommended writings. He wrote a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. His son wrote a book for teenagers, Seven ha- Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers, and his big thing is called Circle of Influence. Circle Revolba, he was Mechaman to Revolba, Lahavdal. Revolba said the same thing. But Circle of Influence, his, his whole, his whole Yusayim is that unsuccessful people focus on things they can't control. Successful people focus on what they can't control. A youngster might be upset at his parents. My father so, my mother. And he spends unbelievable energy focused on that. He can focus on himself on appreciating the good parts of his father. He might even control, by the way, on learning not to be abused by his father. There are things you could do not to accept abuse. If his father is, 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 is emotionally abusing him, there are things to do. The unsuccessful person focuses entirely on things out of their control and has a very unsuccessful life. He calls it the circle of influence. Successful people focus what's in their control. Successful people focus what's in my power, what I could do, not on things that are simply not in my control. Something's not in my control, I'm just not going to focus on it. It's normal, we have thoughts sometimes, that's not what I'm going to spend my time focused on. People spend years, and she talks about with spouses, with parents, 
People waste years and years focused and hacking and handling my parents to change. That's not in your power. Why are you spending so much time? Something that you have zero power over. Why don't you spend time on you changing the type of son you are? That's in your power and only thing in your power. That will change the dynamic. In marriage, this is like classic Rebison Riggler. Of course, once the person changes themselves, if the guy spends time, she says in marriage, inevitably, all the questions are, how do I change my spouse? She hears it from the ladies, from the men it's the same. How do I change? How am I going to be different? What fundamental deep thing can I do differently? And then do it, and then stick it. That's all that's in my power. But it's so annoying, she, but that's not in my power. So what fundamentally, powerfully can I change that's in my power? Penny, you hear this? What fundamentally, all the time I'm called. When guys get married, all the time, my wife, how do I change, how do I change? Don't, change yourself. Maybe there's a difference between what you believe is in your power, what you could change, what you think you can change. Yeah, sure, people make this mistake all the time. I, I'm asking Tari. People always think they could change somebody else, but they can't. But that, we have to roll up our sleeves and get to work. That's why we're short What? Pre-rolled. Pre-rolled. You can't control the actions. Everybody has a quote on this. You can't control the actions. You can just control the reaction. Correct. Excellent. 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 Yeah. That's what you, you are today. Rebezi describes the scene as. Yeah, at all. Good catch. Ari, where's Ari? Ari didn't get Who else didn't get I want you to have another one on you. Who else didn't get yet? Elazar. Gavs, did you get a chocolate yet? Yeah. Ari. Zaki. Who's, who's the. I can't see. Avila. Bye, Avs. Cool, oh, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Good catch. Oh, yeah. Good catch. Get him on a football team. Yes, you had one yet? Much text. Menachem Kalish. Bad throw, bad throw, bad throw. Menachem. Mandy's part of Yeshiva now. Manny, are you in Yeshiva? Manny. Manny. Rebezi has a mice. He was driving up Rebrevda to speak in the Yeshiva. Was that you who told me you stuck in traffic? They were stuck in traffic. Anybody who knows the pressure, he's speaking to a lot of people. And you're stuck in traffic, you get so frustrated, it's all on you. You're keeping 100 people waiting, you're like losing your mind, 150 people. You lose your mind, like, ah, you don't know what to do with yourself. Revezi describes how he's smiling in the back seat, like chilled. And he, did, he, did he express Hashem runs the world? It's so hard to put in the mindset that God just runs. It's exactly. <laughs> I love it. Listen, listen to what he said. Say it one more time, one more time. With Reb Rebda. Maybe still driving this way. Yeah. His complete submission that Hashem runs the world. If a person, if a person lives like that, he has such a successful life. That's Hatzlacha. That's Hatzlacha. We spoke Shal Shudas. That's Hatzlacha. What's the definition of Hatzlacha? 
What did you say? What's the definition of Atzlacha? That's what we defined Atzlacha. You want to know what the literal translation? This, it's funny, I, did, I alluded to it in my speech. It's a long conversation. The word Atzlacha is a huge debate what it means. It's actually the uncle's touches on by Yavaka to break through that he broke by Yavaka. Uncle's touches Seleach. The word Seleach means to break through. What I want to claim, what I was alluded to, Natrash, Pasha. Uncle's touches the word Seleach to break through, to bur- burst through. What I want to tie on people face circumstances that look like dead ends. Oh no, now it's bad. According to me, atzlach is when you do what's in your power. Things that look like dead ends and blockages, you go right through. They look like bad things and you bust through them because of your reactions. The traffic jam that looks like it's a, a blockage, you burst right through the traffic jam when you say Hashem runs the world and you sing a song. A traffic jam is a traffic jam is bad when you're yelling at your wife and kids because of the traffic jam. Then the traffic jam is bad. Yitzah. Ooh, bad. I'm way off, Ellie. Jake. Oh, shy, shy. Oh, who did hit behind you? I I'm sorry. I'm fired back. He's gonna Yeah, It's interesting. <laughs> Does that, can I have a siddur? Does somebody have a siddur for me? Shackle, <laughs> Oh, perfect, Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's interesting. Revolva, it, it's you know, it, this is this is wild. Stephen Covey, this guy, called it a circle of influence. He, he called it a circle of influence. There's no more there. He called it a circle of influence that you focus what's in your circle, not what's out of your circle. Revolva, Revolva beat Stephen Covey to it. And David HaMelech, he said that in Kapitel Chav Gimel of Tillim, David HaMelech says, Yancheni, you have guided me, Bimagled Sedek in a circle of righteousness. So Revolbius, what's a Magled Sedek? Yeah, we sing it shall show What's Magled Sedek? What is this circle of righteousness? What's this Ma'agol? Did anybody ever think what Magled Sedek are? Yancheni, you have guided me, Bimagled Sedek. Does anybody have English to here? English what? Kill him. 
Yeah, Who just said yeah? English Tehillim. English Tehillim. What is this circle of righteousness? You ever wondered, Schindler? A mad late said that. Made happen. Let's read the art scroll. Scroll. Uncle Artie. Yo, Uncle Scroll. Listen to this. Listen now. Thank you. Listen to this, guys. Capital Chav Gimel. Everybody focus. David Amelech makes it to Hashem Roi. Hashem is my shepherd. Oh, that song. Toisi Kisel. Wow. Hashem Roi. That Toisi, the Oilum like the Toisi Kisel. I love that. You heard that song? Toisi, I'm lost like a lost sheep when he sang it. Very whoever. It's Hashem Roi. Hashem is my shepherd. Lo yechser, I shall not lack anything. I don't lack anything. Benoiz desha, in lost pastures, Yarbitzeni. Hashem lays me down in lush pastures. Almei menuchais, by tranquil waters, Yinaleni, does he lead me. Did David HaMelech have this like chilled out life? Hashem's my shepherd. I sh- I'm not going to lose, be missing anything. By tranquil waters, humdidum, he leads me. Did David HaMelech have this chilled out life? He had one of the hardest lives in history. <clears throat> he had one of the hardest life in history. His three children died in his life. His child chased him to kill him. The god Ladur tried to kill him. He had one of the hardest lives in history. As a kid, he was thought to be a mamzer and was rejected. On David HaMelech, it is said, Evem Moyasu Aboinim, the stone that the builders disgusted in, said David HaMelech. Haisal Pini became the cornerstone. How in the world does he write a capital till him that Hashem is my shepherd? I don't, I won't miss anything. I'm confident on the future based on what, David? You're confident on the future? Do you know your life you had? what David HaMelech says, Hashem Roy, Hashem is my shepherd. Loyech, sir, I won't be missing anything. I won't be left. In beautiful, lush pastures, you've lied me down. Surely he will lead me by tranquil water. He's like so confident. Life's going to be great. He's talking about, what's your confidence, David? Hashem's your shepherd. Everything's going to be great. It was till now, right? He had a tough, tough life. What's the answer? The answer is everything we're saying today. The answer is everything. The sincere servant of Hashem, whose reactions are always with growth, with Yerushalayim, to that person, life is good, life is steady, life is smooth. Through all the changing circumstances, life stays steady, but to the Ever Hashem. Says Revolba, Yancheni, Hashem leads me b'maglei tzedek on paths of righteousness. The word ma'agol actually means an eagle is a circle. He calls it a path in art scroll. Revolba said, called the circle. Revolba said that Hashem leads you in a circle of righteousness is to focus on the things in your kayach. That's Revolba. Mamish, the circle of influence, lahabdol of Stephen Covey. Revolba said it on ma'agli tzedek. I heard this from Ari Mandel Shlita, Talmud Revolva. 
that Hashem leads me in a circle of righteousness that on the thing that's in my power the things that are in my power my reactions are all sincere and that person whose reactions are the right way is guaranteed the good life I want to say a pshat that's never I've never publicly said but I want to share, I've never said this to Schindler. I want you to hear this. I've held this for many years. Listen to a life-changing chat. I try to have this in mind. Maybe you'll want to too. In Hallel, which I love, we say once a month, beautiful Hallel. So we say, Ana Hashem Aishiyana, Ana Hashem Atzlichana. What are the two things? Yeshua's and Atzlacha. What are the two things? I want you to hear this. What are the two things I am screaming out twice to Hashem? Yeshua, if a person has a difficult father, a difficult spouse, a difficult child, a difficult financial situation. So Yeshua, I am davening Hashem. It's you have control. Feel I could daven. Hashem changed the external circumstance. I want a Yeshua, a salvation, save me from. So let the financial, let my boss at work being stop being so abusive. So the external situation I am davening. That's Yeshua's. Ana Hashem give me success means let me change. Whoa, change. Yeshua's. Yeshua's are let the external thing change. Ana Hashem atzlichana Mendy, right? Mendy, hear this pshat? This Ana Hashem atzlichana is more important to me. Shiana saved me is is changed the external circumstance. Hatzlichana is please let me change. Let me change and me do the proper things. Hatzlacha. Hatzlach is when the person himself learns through every circumstance in his life that his reaction is right. So Yeshua is Hashem. I have no power to change my dad. Let me have a Yeshua. Let him change. Amna Hashem Hatzlicha noise. Let me change. What do you think of that pshat, Mordechai? Yeah. I like that pshat. Yes, yes. So call Art Scroll and tell them you heard a better pshat. I am. I can. I can. I can. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. I hear. I hear how you're on stage. Could be. Yeah. What do you want? You want the printout? It's an AA quote. Yeah. That what? The AA thing. Give me the, the courage, like the, the wisdom to know the difference between like, things I cannot change and the courage to change things. Let's read it to the guys. Get it on your thing. I want to read it to the guys. Oh, I think they say it every day, right? Yeah. Ellie, listen to this. The wisdom to know the difference. I like that. Hey, hey, cool.
I want to read this quote to you and then I want to talk about something entirely different. Listen to this line. AA people say this line every day. Listen to men, do you know this line? And this, this is, this is a, a lot of what we're saying. This is, from, this, this is all over the Torah. We said some more Torah sources, but this is AA's quote. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. They say it every single day. AA, AA, AA people say it every single day. One more time. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Ah. How good of a yeah, correct. How good of a line is that? Ellie, what do you hold that line? Okay, what? A yid? A yid has to recognize daily to control this line from Rebbets and Regler, for sure. Control the things in your control. But I want a, a totally another subject. A totally another subject. That I don't want, I'm not going to be myrich on it. I only want to... There's a totally another subject. It's it's the longest conversation, and my son and I have to leave a little while ago. So I'm not gonna. It's a it's a maimra musker. I'm gonna mention it. It's a really much longer conversation that I don't want to be myrichanel. I just want to bring it up. The following the following point. This point, Menachem, I need you to hear this. This point helps in marriage. This point helps in marriage. This point helps in many, many areas of life that I want to share with you. It helps in our very essence as an Ebed Hashem. This past weekend, this past Shabbos Kodesh, we went through two experiences. We went through a beautiful Shabbos, an epic Shabbos, gorgeous, stunning Shabbos, and we went through Malava Malko, a wild, exciting Malava Malko. The more dramatic of the two events is the Malava Malka. I asked around a lot of different guys, and you know, just you know what? What do you feel? Oh, Shabbos is great. And the Malava Malka, that the highlight, the Malava Malka was like epic. That Malava Malka, electric. To me, the more powerful impact on life is the Shabbos Kodesh. Even though it's more subtle, often people look to the dramatic. And they look at the dramatic, whoa, the dramatic is something special. And the subtle thing, the subtle things usually are more impactful, are more important. I'll give a mushal, a mushal. A guy on, in a marriage, a guy buys his wife like a $6,000 present, a, a ring, a $6,000 earring, a necklace or something. That's very dramatic gift. The guy at a certain morning writes her a very nice, on a regular day, in middle, sends her a beautiful text, a very thought, thoughtful text. One is a subtle, in the daily life, or one time when he has good reason, she does something that angers him, klutzy or something, 
and he's Mavr al and he's Michael. One is the subtle and one is the dramatic. The thing that is more preferred, more impactful, and more important is the subtle. Even though the dramatic thing, we like dramatic things. I always laugh in Yeshiva. So if there's ever like a big Malava Malka, that's just a home run. People say, whoa, Waterbury's back. Like, we're here. It's a sense of, you see, it like validates. To me, the, the subtle conversation that Rai Russ is having in the back of the base Medrash, with Yaakov Mack, the yeshiva's here, it's much more profound than Sometimes it takes the dramatic, it takes the dramatic to appreciate the subtle. To me, the Shabbos was much more powerful than the dramatic might say. Shabbos, though, both were gorgeous and amazing out of this world. But it, you're right, it's more subtle. It's more subtle, and we're singing together. The subtle, the subtle comes at Shalashodis that we had singing together. The subtle little dance, Ana Avda Dukud Shabrechu, is more powerful than the Lebedic wild dancing. That's my, that, you, you'll notice in life many things like that. There's the dramatic and the subtle. And often the subtle things to our parents. We buy our parents some dramatic gift and a great display of Ava. The day in, day, and, and both are necessary, by the way. I'm not coming not to have the dramatic. We need such a Malava Malka. But don't, the Malava Malka should spur us on to the subtle. The subtle, the guy buys his mother some crazy gift. He should do that. A great display. But certainly the day in, day out, sincere kibud, the subtle kibud that he displays to her, the listening to her, that's certainly a better gift and more important. The subtle often is much more important than the dramatic. That's just something to, to think about and keep in mind. What do you think, Zach, about that? Interesting, right? Not that Shabbos, Shabbos is pretty dramatic for itself. I just contrast it compared to might say Shabbos. Like the drastic fades away faster. Very good. Very good. He said the dramatic fades away, the day in, day out, the subtle less. Yeah. Could be, could be, that's the reason, probably other factors also, but it could be, happens more. Yeah, in every relationship, it doesn't, Shimmy, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, it doesn't say not to have the dramatic. The guy should buy his wife that amazing gift. But that should also spur him, and he should think about also the day in, day out, the subtle. The subtle, let me speak nicer, let me deal with more respect, the subtle. But dramatic sometimes be better, like Both are necessary, both are necessary. We need the berry concert, and we need the warm shalshas, both are necessary. It's funny, Rev. Rev. Pincus. Yitzhak Pincus said his daughter in school came home blown away, fun, funny pun, but she came all inspired by the Schaefer. Her teacher, her teacher, okay, it's a real Rebbe joke. Her teacher had, um, had taught her about Schaefer and she was like really inspired. She was like, she had a fake Schaefer, she was blowing around the house, she was like moved. 
and he was ready, he brought his daughter to the Shaifer Amashashana in Shul. And he's all fired up for his daughter to hear that and be inspired in Shul. She was kvetchy and wasn't in the mood. So he said, which impacted my daughter more? The Shaifer in Shul, and she was a shtickle kvetchy, or the shayfer that are more blue in class with all the right dynamics and the right drama and everything like set up perfectly. He said he believes the one that had the bigger impact on her life. He said when she's 40, she's cooking lunch for her husband and her husband comes home in a bad mood. She had a crazy hard morning. Crazy. They have 12 kids, unbelievable nasianus. And her husband bursts through the door and says a mean word to her after a crazy morning. And where does she find the strength to respond nicely, not to respond in kind? She said the shayfer in shul has a bigger impact than the shayfer of her motor. Not always what we feel is more dramatic has a bigger impact. What? Does one have to do with the other? He's just saying which lasts longer. He said because this was the tzivoy Hashem, because this is the tzivoy Hashem that wasn't. The Tzivu Yashem at what? Something that we don't understand. Like a mashup at Mama Mama, the one that goes physical, the spiritual. They always say father just buy his kids stuff, it doesn't give them love or whatever. But Mama Mama is also very spiritual. Singing, dancing, talking. I'm talking about spiritual things. I don't get why the the shop is more effective than the Mama I'm talking about spiritual things. Because I think the subtle often is more power than the loud. Why is it not subtle? Well, certainly it has that component, but things that are, things that are more, it was longer, it's more, I'm like, I mean, there's a subtle, it's just longer, more mitzvahs, more, more different Torah. The subtle often without us knowing, Rabbi said, do we know what makes us where we are today? Can we, can we, do we know exactly which second grade Rebbe told us what? Which fourth grade? These are questions that are not that provable, or... I, not, we're, not, we're not convinced, that's my, my, my opinion, that the subtle leaves a bigger impact than the dramatic, often. Even though it doesn't appear so. It's not always, even though it doesn't appear so, the cold de mama daka, that subtle voice of power has a big impact. That's all I'm coming to say. It's not always the dramatic thing. So it's a subtle. Yeah. Bossy law here, I can Something to think about. Let's have a Sagetta Gemara. Shkoyach Ebner.